All righty then. Hello and welcome to oh. the Carbitrage Podcast, episode one hundred and twenty-eight. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinisky and hello, Jeff. hello, hello, hi guys, Ryan Stafford. <laughs> hello, hello, puppet. Anyway, um, oh governor, that just a, <laughs> doesn't are, are matter. Are you making Pirates of the Caribbean references? <laughs> What are we not? Is maybe the question yeah. I would ask back. Uh, well, I th- well, let's just mulligan because we don't know how long it's gonna. It's been so, and there's. I'm gonna keep an eye on that because we're five seconds into it. Well, I just I just started it again, and the, the I see a LED is flickering a lot. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I hope mm-hmm. that doesn't die. Oh. The the backlighting's usually off, which is why I wasn't looking at it. But yep, if we watch this, still... as long as we see level there, we should be okay. Okay, cool. Huh. All right, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, well, welcome to it's, Carbitrage. It's, I'm sure there will be something from the beginning of the episode. But yeah, 128, if not. And uh, topic number one is covering Toyota's new small car vehicle platform. Yes, yeah. the, G- the GAB platform. Uh, small overhangs, uh, really... Uh, they moved the, back, the front seat almost to dead center in the car. Uh, so it's actually really cool. Um, it's got a lot of makings to make a great hot hatch. I'm uh, excited. I mean, Toyota the, makes excellent small cars. They always have. And th- this is them really just getting better. Knocking it out of the pack. Yeah, but what I was going to say, though, was um, even if they had like an autom- a really good like automatic that's like, responsive, about as responsive as you can get with an automatic, um, they could still sell a lot of them. I feel like something like that would actually really hype up and get a lot more people interested in small cars again. Yeah. Is if you made a great one, I think and you marketed it. Fuel expensive again is going to do that more than Yeah. That's true. But I mean, the other thing is this millennials don't have a lot of money still and we're kind of getting to a point where we're beginning to be like, "All right, I want to do something with my life at this point." So, I think Yeah, but millennials are really good at taking on debt to uh finance their new F150s. Yeah. That's true. And but that's not having fun. That's just being more in debt. <laughs> it's being a surrender uh, monkey. Yeah. But no, I I, f- I feel like this would be a really really great car if they, you know it, they have the bones to it. Can they make one that's just this with an engine in it? Cuz that'd yeah, be pretty cool. Sure you and could. maybe some wheels and tires. And then he can sell it to coach builders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that'd actually be really cool. I want to see uh coach built Yaris. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I want to see what Duncan Pittaway can do with one of these. <laughs> what coach builder would you want to oh, build man. a Yaris? Zagato, I'm sure, could make a great Yaris. It's something really can you just... imagine how odd that would look? Be Zagato so Yaris? Zagato oh, Yaris man. would be hilarious. Because they could totally go back to their 1950s designs where they had the curvy windows and everything. I would say, like, oh, yeah. I mean, Zagato is probably a pretty good option. It would, it would like look right like, now, a, it look like a, a four-wheeled Nobe. A what? Noby, nob. Oh no, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. It it would look like a four wheel version of that. Um, but yeah, no, I think Zagato would be a really good one. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, Bertone would be interesting. It'd probably be super ugly. But... Bertone, I think, would ruin it. Um, oh, it's because they would put a rectangular body on a modern vehicle chassis. No, it, it just Bertone's really weird when they're not doing a wedge shaped sports car. Um, however, I will say that. Um, Giorgetto Gigiaro is Ooh, still around, yeah. and Ooh. I think Giorgetto he made the La- the uh, Dewu Lanos actually look cool, not be <laughs> cool, but look cool. Uh, so if he can make a Lanos look cool, he can make anything look cool. I so, think he's the magic touch. That I think all cars I think need. Giorgetto would be the man the man for the job, like real realistically. Um, I just love his last name, Giorgetto Gigiaro. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a just great like, name. It's like honey. I'm I'm really really excited for this. Um, yeah, this uh, this is the new version of it. So they've been using the same kind of platform for their global architecture since 2015 in their cars. Okay, which is not that old, but I no, guess in car terms, but it's they've, pretty old. They've not. Uh, they haven't ever done it on the small cars. So the Yaris is the CT200H, which they're also. The new CT200H is going to be based off this platform. I mean, good, but I mean the. They, if you scroll down here, they actually Pirates. list the other ones that they uh, are going to be included. Let me get the with cursor this up there. Okay. So, yeah, um, Yaris. Yeah, Yaris, and then the CT200H. Ooh, there, that's what I want. I want that cart. That's just, just got like wheels that. and tires on it. Yep. And bumpers. I want the bumpers to be blue like that too. Just like that with red yep. with blue red dash struts. Bar. Yep. That'd be great. Here, scr- scroll down cool. one more time. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a garbage BMW out there. <sighs> Bulldog-like stance, cab rearward design. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Here there we go. go. So it's going to be the Prius, uh, the Lexus UX, the CHR. And the Corolla. Oh, sorry. It's a GAC. The GAB would be even more compact. Um, but I'm guessing that this is a modular platform, right? Yep. So where they can stretch it and yeah, do all yeah, this. They, yeah, they, they can play with it. But th- this would be more or less how their small cars are going to be. And it's great. I'm really excited about that. Oh, here we go. Variable height. Uh, Optimized steering wheel position. I Low feel like... hip point. Low century of gravity. Yeah, and I think the low hit point's a great thing. Yeah, which each means... point. Uh, I've actually never heard it uh, written out as hit point before. Now I know what that means. That is what I learned today. Yeah, now uh, now all that somebody has to do is build a Yaris hatch drift car. What's somebody said? This is going to be, yeah, just put the, I mean, there's no motor in it yet, so just throw that in the back. Yeah. It'll be perfect. I, it's a great car. I'm really excited for I it. I like things cut in half porn. Yeah. It's yes. really good. Also, I think all McPherson struts should be red with yellow springs. Yeah. Yes. That looks really cool. That's pretty neat. It looks like a, it looks like a Coney uh, Sport with uh, like yellow it, springs. I don't it know it who makes me hungry because those are the two most delicious colors. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are very delicious colors. McDonald's Market Research has helped us here. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, also the steering wheel position, they optimize it to be sportier, which is huge. So it's not going to drive like a Model T. That's yeah. That's 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 always a goal. What was that motion? <laughs> Have you ever seen like 1920s Model Ts? A point ninety degrees up. From it the just floor? looks like you're Dutch rudderring two people with your motion. So yes, yeah, you know it. <laughs> oh man, Come I also just realized that topic number two is you. Two. Oops. Mm. <laughs> Wait, am I topic number two as well? Yeah, you are. Oh shit! Keep talking, right? That's fine. Well, no, I guess I can do that. I can talk more for more than two minutes at a time. We uh, know. All right, topic number two. Uh, what collector car do you think people give the least shit about? The answer may surprise you. Before well, you click the, the ad, what do you think it is? Okay, well, how do we define a collector car? Because that varies from person to person. You're just talking old? Thing. I'm talking something that's actually followed by Haggerty as a car. C3 Corvette. Act, the C3 Corvette? Yep. Um, if I did not know any better, as much as this isn't correct, I feel like the Oldsmobile Trofeo would be at the least, but obviously it's more oh, desirable God. than anything on this list. Cause it's oh, not the Trofeo, I would take 10 of over a C3 Corvette. The Trofeo is actually kind of a cool car. It's got flip-up headlights. Channel, what do you think the least the least cared about collector car is? The one where nobody can even bother to give a shit. Is I it a Cadillac Elante? Well, what about a Cimarron? No, because that's actually kind of so cool. There's so many cars that people just could not care anything just, about, yeah. what would you put your money on being the number I one i assume well no people like japanese cars yeah what's well, like 20 to 25 years old that like some people are like super enthused about and own just for collectability and it's just a chevy beretta yeah like a gtz i have to say because like i was gonna say a japanese car but now those are more Desirable. in favor yeah, yeah. so it's got to be an american car it's it's it has to be american it has to be american from the 90s obviously yeah like an f-body v6 or something oh, gross you know there's people that bought those brand new and they just mothballed them well we there's should scroll so down to the choices. list well Not... let me let me open the capture here it has a so beer creata on the, the cover which may or may not be the number one because historically it's not always been the number one um but let's go down to this list this is Haggerty's uh 25 slowest appreciating cars list um, yeah, it, yeah, this, the Sunbeam Tiger ended up Is on Is this list. the list? No, no, scroll down. There's an actual bulleted list. There okay, you go. all right, perfect. Number one by a mile is, is the Buick Riata. The mm. Buick Riata. Hmm. Uh, so you have to understand that nine out of ten, these numbers are based off the percentage of people who have been calling about insurance quotes. Okay. okay. What oh, sales numbers have been at auctions. Okay. Where they've been relative to this time last year. Okay. And then they actually do a lot so of So there's some cars. metrics in this. Yeah, this is actually surprisingly accurate for cars. I mean, if you look at what this list looks like, yeah, you're right. And also, you said C3 Corvette? Yep. Seventh on that list. Wow. I think with Why am I it's a three way so tie. Mercedes yeah. up here, though. Uh, because a lot of these Mercedes are the ones that just like blew up in price, like about this time last year. Okay. And now all the people that really want them can't afford them. Oh, okay. So if you look, you have the Pagoda, like, is right there. It's all over this list. It's an Pagoda. incredibly valuable car, so I see why it would be slowly appreciating, or yeah. appreciating more slowly. Yep, so it's it's kind of stagnating. So. Yeah. Uh, and then the Same thing with the 911 Turbo. That one's just, yeah, just, like, hit a wall. Um, 
I guess we should probably go in, in order but so when we, our audio listeners yep, can. So the, the top five are number one is the Buick Riata. Then second place is the 67 through 71 to Mercedes 280 SE. Sure. Which, so the short wheelbase S-Class essentially. Yep, yep. short wheelbase S-Class. Uh, 63 to 71 230 SL, the Pagoda. That's Pagoda. Yep. Uh, the, but specifically the 230, not the 280. Yeah, the mm-hmm. 230 is smaller engine Pagoda. Mm-hmm. Um. The 68 to 71 Lincoln Continental Mark III. Um, is that the four-door suicide convertible no, vintage? No, that's the, the, big, the biggest of the biggest Continental Mark series cars. Okay. So it's I... the third-generation Continental. That car is absolutely massive. I think the reason why that one is stagnating so much is because it's competition. The later 70s ones are so much cheaper than that one is. Because that one okay. actually looks kind of good. Okay. Uh, the later 70s ones are just so much cheaper. It's like, why would you not buy a Mark IV? There's, um, I think it's an earlier 60s one is the one I'm thinking of. Like the you're, the you're, Entourage car. Yeah, you're, you're thinking of the Kennedy car. I like that yeah. car. Yeah, that one's great. It's a beautiful car. Um, this one has the same design language. It's okay. really nice. Uh, and then, yeah, 75 to 80 MG, MGB. That's the plastic bumper MG. Yep, yep. There's no reason you should ever want to buy that. Mm-hmm. You are wrong if you think that's a good car. Boomers. Yeah, boomers. Boomers. <laughs> that's that car. That car is a boomer. Finger guns um, are pointing at you. But we should, we should note that the Continental, the MGB, and the ni- Turbo 930 are all tied for third place, slowest appreciating car. Uh, the Porsche 911 Carrera. Uh, turbo uh, 930 is, uh, yeah, it's Yeah, so there. the Gen 1. Yeah, the 76. 911 the Turbo. Yeah. Those... Which is, it's interesting that they lumped those together because there were two very significant updates in the 930 Turbo's lifespan. Yep. It's just the entire 930 everything. Right, because like the first year had a four-speed transmission, which was garbage. Yeah. And then they also updated it before the end of it, I think, to the, the G80 or whatever. So I think there were there were power bumps and there were transmission changes. Yeah, and, and they were very st- they still didn't help. And no, I think no. that's that's a really important thing is the fact that it's just the 930 across the board. Right. Um it's just the fact that they've the Porsche bubble is bursting. It it wasn't sustainable. Like, right. Yeah, we we did see the values come down a bit and now they're really stagnated, yeah, but they're still very high. And that's the thing. This is a sign of stagnation and people not going out of their way to it's get it. It's a good time to buy an air-cooled 911. Yes. Um and then, yeah, the 5859 Ford Fairlane. Um, is that the, the that's retractable one? Yep, that's active roof one. Yeah, my, uh, the, those ones, my again. My grandfather had one. It was cool. Super expensive for what they are. Yeah. Just, that's a lot Not of a great are. car. Yeah, super cool. Um, and then, yeah, the C3 Corvette of all C3 Corvettes, it sucks. I'm um, really glad that's on that list. Yeah, that car deserves <laughs> to be on that list in, per, in perpetuity. Um, Seriously, that's just a... Oh. The ninety-seven, boomer. The ninety-seven to 05 NSX. That's kind of surprising, but I think it's another one of those, like the Porsche nine eleven, where it got really expensive. I think the the other thing is is that the flip up headlights are a lot more endearing. The flip up headlight cars are just a lot more endearing. They are, yeah. Um, but then we also this list is not necessarily a bad thing. So there's also some great cars in this list. Um, not this one though. The sixty-five to seventy. Uh, Cadillac DeVille. Uh, yeah, th- I understand why that's up there. That's yeah. a boomer car. Yep. Uh, 46 to 48 Fleetmaster. That's probably the coolest uh, pre-muscle car era Chevy you could get. Um, <laughs> I mean, everything is subjective, certainly. No, it's uh, they're re- they make really good lowriders. They're extremely popular in the lowrider community. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Shoebox Mercury. Yeah, 46 to 50 on Merc. Yep, uh, Shoebox Mercury, a uh, car killed James Dean. Uh, 58 <laughs> to 61 Austin Healy Frog Eyes Sprite. Oh, that yeah. That is one of my favorite cars, and all British cars are just tanking in value, and I'm 100% okay with that. Yep. Uh, because that makes every single <laughs> more one affordable. more affordable. Yep. yep. I want one. Uh, this one sucks for me because I'm still trying to sell one of these, the 77 to 88 924. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, this car, you, you, it's like I've been trying to give it away. People just, I, I love reading sold. the messages he gets oh, on no. Facebook yeah. for it. Well, I tried to sell a 924 so as well, and I'm sure I got very similar messages. Yeah. yeah. No, I just hear a bing, and then I see that it's from Marketplace, and I just kind of like get real sneaky. And it's like, what, what's your lowest price? Yeah. And I just say, that's not how haggling works. End of conversation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, yes. So my, my other guess for a car uh, was the Cadillac Elante. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're putting both the 4.9 and the North Star vintages together. All of them are there because yep. nobody cares about the Elante. No, as uh, they shouldn't. Yeah, no, it's not a car to care about. You are not wrong for not caring about the Elante. Uh, 
And that Interesting. is uh, Look at the 15th one. place. Uh, and then also the C1 Corvette. That's uh, surprising. Yeah, I but mean, kind of a they're really year, inflated. So they're really it's that was the yeah, ultimate boomer car. They are, and they drive so terribly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think that it's also noteworthy that they don't specify which one. It's across the board again. Right. Just yeah, I mean, all the, the, the difference between like a fifty-three and a fifty-eight in value, huge. Oh, massive. But massive. yeah, that's yeah. it's it's, it's kind of cool to see this kind of lump together. Yeah, because I I do really want a fifty-three. Oh, actually, I want a fifty-four because it still looks like fifty-three, but it's got V eight then. Um, I would take that terrible blue flame engine. I don't even care. I would yeah, do some hood I, things. To all it, all I want are just the mesh headlight covers. That's all I care about. But you, I mean, you may as well get the six cylinder because they drive so poorly. They're all they're all terrible. Yeah, every single one's gonna be awful. Like the fifty-eight four-speed car is the one to get if you actually want a C one, but you don't want a C one. No, you just don't. Yeah, it's pretty, but nah. Anyway, so tied tied with the C one is the fifty-five to fifty-eight Eldorado. That's shocking because that's probably the ultimate fifties car. But yeah. also, well, just because it was like the ultimate, the Cadillac. Well, not only that, it was the ultimate Cadillac, and they were hand built, and they were, they were pretty amazing cars. They're also hundred thousand dollar cars these days, so oh it makes God. sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, this list I feel like is either undesirable stuff or stuff that already appreciated. Yes, yeah. it, it's stuff that like you just can't get for that money. Like it's undesirable for its price. Right. Uh, and one of those things, this one actually surprised me, was the Datsun Roadster. Whoop, whoop. Oops, sorry. No, I'll shut down. There we go. But uh, the 63 to 70 Datsun Roadster. Burr, you need to calm down, dude. Whoa. Call. All right, scroll up. This, stop, stop. I'm seriously. Stop. Okay. Don't <laughs> touch anything. Uh, the 63 to 70 Datsun Roadster. That one's shocking to me. Um, the 1500, 1600, and the 2000s, those have all been really, really cheap, um, convertible, fun cars. And I think my theory on why these are going down, these are not increasing in price is all the mgs and stuff the ones that people know yeah those are getting to a point where they're even in price and people are willing to take the hit on reliability to get the one that they know yeah or it's i mean to go along that the car that they know is the the british one yeah. nobody knows about these Datsuns. yeah these Datsuns are amazing cars yeah like so, that's actually one of my favorite cars from the 1960s because they have a racing pedigree that beats Austin Healy for sure. The, their automotive history is fraught with stories like this of the superior car not getting any notoriety. Exactly. Yeah. The Mercedes 190. Yeah. There's that. There's uh, the Z32 300ZX. Yep. There's, I mean, just a ton of them. But yeah. probably a bunch of like pre war ones too. But yeah. Well, I mean, just knowing things that people would know off the top of their head. Right. Like right now. And especially like given an era like the early Japanese import cars like this. Well, you, the 355, like you had for yep. a while, was that's kind was of that. justified, but yeah. Well, I mean, compar- compared compared really to the later cars, right, right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 that are worth more, like for s- s- no reason at all. Now the early cars are worth more, uh, but well, I mean, the for a while, like the 360 Spider, you could get right. more than your like what, like yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just when those were new, so. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway. Continuing on, the 64-65 Mercury Comet. That was one of the better muscle cars. Also, highly desired muscle car. Uh, and then something Beam Tiger. Another example of a more desirable car. British car. <laughs> well, it's uh, that was a competitor to the Shelby. Right, the, Co- the AC Cobra. Cobra. Yeah, because it was just a tiny car with a giant V8 stapled yep. into it. Yeah, and th- this one just never had that notoriety. A lot of people had knew about him. I think they, the Tiger is fairly well known. The, the Tiger also had a... A really big bump in popularity about three years ago because it appeared in Forza games and a lot of classic car reviewers were talking about them. There's a lot of hype around him, but since then the hype's kind of gone away. I think a lot of people have forgotten about it again. And that's um, people are very much it's like out of do- sight, out of mind. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's like Doctor Who, where like oh, there's something ridiculous happen in the timeline, and then the next episode <laughs> nobody's gonna remember that happening. <laughs> And the way of writing it's like around Family that, Guy, you have to write around nothing changing at yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah, and so the thing is, like, in Doctor Who, like, uh, Doctor Who always says, oh, humans are just easy to forget everything. They never remember anything. That's mm-hmm. true. That's a yeah. good point. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, 6870 Roadrunner, another car that's just way too expensive for what it is. Yep. 56 to 62 MGA. Now, British that car. one is surprising uh, because that is probably the most iconic other than the Austin Healey 3000. Sure, yeah. And which, note that the Austin Healey 3000 hasn't been on this. It's been the four-cylinder British Roadsters. 
that have been dominating this list, really, and muscle cars. So I think the six-cylinder British cars are the ones that if you're if you own a British car and you and you're worrying if you should shit your pants right now, yeah. Anybody that owns six cylinders, don't worry. If you own a four-cylinder, with get the out exception of, it now. of maybe um, a U.S. spec TR6 with a 2.6. Well, those are never worth anything, so it doesn't have anything to lose. Right. That's why it's not on this list. But it, since they're worth less, it's easier to have the percentage difference of gain and loss. On That's the list true. Like That's this. a very good point. Because, I mean, if it, $10 <sighs> yeah, do matters not a buy lot more. more. <laughs> yeah, never, never yeah, $10 in that car is like 50%. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 60, 64 Ford Galaxy, Andrew Chase's uh, car, yep. those yep. are going down. Uh, that's well, not I'm, necessarily going down, but slowly appreciated. Yeah, they're they're not appreciated as they should be. Uh, but that's another great thing. I think cars like that becoming affordable are going to get more millennials into cars, and more importantly, into than old millennials. cars. Not more importantly than millennials, but Gen Zers, because we're kind of a lost cause with the Gen Zers and that yeah, generation are, after us. Yeah, the damage has already been done. It's like dropping your child once; like you're just going to have to work around it now. Yeah, but for the, 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 rest of your the life. Gen Zers, I think, are going to make it cool again. Yeah, we haven't dropped them yet. Uh, no, and I think I've seen a lot more Gen Zers that are excited <laughs> about cars. Paul's yeah. friend, she's 17, and she was all excited about all the sports cars and everything. Yeah, I see it. The, yeah. During car shows, people walking through here, like... it's The kids get are, excited. There's a lot of very knowledgeable, very young people. Yeah, I think... Well, it's because we grew up with the recession and not having a lot of cool stuff And they happen. grew up with the answer to any question at their fingertips. Yeah. yeah, and so they can find all the weird stuff. Exactly. Like, for, for us, like, when we were growing up... We if you car magazines. If you weren't into supercars until yeah. Fast and the Furious, you were screwed. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I had Sport Compact Car Magazine and car, just other yeah. car mags. It was car mags for me, really. Yeah, but, I mean, like, it was one of those things where it's, like, it, unless you went out and looked for it. Whereas, like, a Gen Zero, you hop on Instagram, like, there's yeah. a high likelihood of you just scrolling through Instagram that you're going to find. Well, rap music today. Like, you see rappers rolling around in, like, 80s Toyota Celicas. And, like, Tower the Creator has only owned E30s. Yeah. So, the... Pop culture and, is a um, lot cooler cars now. That is true. Little Wayne has. Yeah, he's got some weirdly yeah. good taste in cars. Um, but then you get people like, oh, what's the smelly rapper that just bought a Bugatti? Oh, Post Malone? Yeah, that one. Then yeah. you get things like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, so moving on, uh, the 61 <laughs> to 64 Cadillac Series 62. Uh, another meh. Yeah. Just huge land Massive barge. car. I'm not, I can't say anything really great about 500 it. 500 cubic inches of meh. Yeah, that car doesn't do a lot for me. Uh, and not only that, it's all entirely bespoke to Cadillac. Of course. Oh, yeah, that, this the is fi- back Cadillac. in the era of the GM where, like, nobody shared parts. Well, not with Cadillac. Mm-mm. But it's not, like a, it's not like a big black Chevy nope. or a big black GM. Even like a, a like Pontiac. They had a different big block. Cadillac had a different big block. Chevy had a unique but big block. But the thing is that the Pontiac and the Chevy ones they had the same block, and it was different heads. The Cadillac, the block and everything was different. It was 100% different in every way. I don't think that's right. I'm pretty sure you can't swap heads on a Pontiac small block and a Chevy small block. Uh, you, I know always with the 305s from the 80s you could. And those are yeah, really... Well, yeah, those, 80s, those yes. are, well, I'm no, talking but 70s. Those are very close to the Tri-5s and stuff. But anyway. Anyway, so, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah Digression um, is a good and bad thing at the same time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the 65 through 80 Rolls-Royce Silver Shadow, the Grey Poupon car. Again, a bunch of meh. Yeah, I think. I don't really care. Unless you have a car that makes you feel something, it's not going to be doing well. My favorite these... one of those was the the one of the smoking tire where the guy put like a, a, a turbocharger on the Rolls motor and then put a manual in it from like a Power Struck pickup. I'm like, yeah, this is good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it a 66 to 67 Fairlane? Yeah, that one's getting makes hosed. Makes sense. Um, 67 to 73 Valiant also makes sense. I, 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 Add that to the list of cars I'm surprised has any value to begin with. Yeah, yeah. there's Plymouth is historically, outside of the Hemicudas, there's never, or like, the Hemicudas and the Superbirds. The big block Mopars, I mean. Yeah, like. like chargers Pl- are valuable. Is, well, no, 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 valuable. I'm talking about Plymouth in oh, particular. oh, oh, oh. oh. Right. If you have ever wanted to get into a 50s car mm-hmm. or anything, you get a Plymouth because it's the cheapest option to get into because nobody wants them yep. ever. Yep. It's, and whenever you get one, like everybody that doesn't know about cars goes, oh, wow, look at that pretty Plymouth. Everybody that goes, oh, it's a Plymouth. Mm-hmm. I was watching like one of those really old, old-timey uh, international speak videos on YouTube when they mm-hmm. announced the first Plymouth. Yeah. Like, look at the, the, the luxurious ride quality of the Plymouth. 
the cheapest car at its price point to have shock absorbers. Shock absorbers. And then also, this one's weird, uh, the 2008 to present Dodge Challenger. That one's even on there, but that, they have so many weird that trim levels. Shouldn't, you can't insure one of those with Haggerty. Why is it on here? Yeah. You can. The special edition ones. I guess if there's fewer than 500 produced in a year. Yeah. It's like what this. editions of that exist other than the demon? Yeah, basically the demon. Uh, okay. The demon. Except for maybe like the Hellcat Red Eye? Yeah, stuff like that. But like, nobody cares about that. Like, huh. that's another bro car. What we're seeing a lot of is a that's lot a of... a weird one. A lot of cars are very expensive. A lot of cars are doing anything for you. Yeah. And a lot of cars are very bro. Yeah. And that that's what is... The last one sure capped the bro cherry. Oh, and, yeah. And, well, that's the thing is that that's what's not appreciating. Uh... If you want to have a collector car, if you want to speculate in a collector car, yeah, what you do is you go look at that car with your hipster friend. Because you know what I have not seen a single one of on here? What? Volvos. True. Sobs. Weird old Toyotas. Like, yeah. The hipster They're the cars, cars that change hands silently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like that's the thing is like the hipster cars. That's actually a good point. It's car- collector cars that trade hands before you ever have an opportunity to list them for sale. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Because like you look at and, yeah, you look yeah. at like Amazon P eighteen hundred. You look at E thirty M threes. You look at two thousand twos. Like the amount of those that trade hands before there's ever an ad written. Yeah, is that's very true. Staggeringly high. Yeah. So it's if almost if all of them. Got, yeah. Ooh, a good rainy day car, a Volvo Amazon. That would be another good yep. rainy day car. You came up with the one. Uh, from our last episode. The Pagoda. We, the Pagoda, yes. Yeah, I, I was going to retroactively change my decision to a Mercedes Pagoda. All right. Even a 230 or 280, I don't care. But. By the way, if you want to uh, buy something from the 50s, great. Go on this list. Wait another year. Let them fall a little bit more. Yeah, and, and then, then get it for reconsider, free. please. Yeah, then get it for free. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that that is our list of the slowest appreciating cars. Yeah, I, I'm surprised by a lot of that, about. and I'm not surprised by a lot of that. Yeah, it, a lot of it is surprising at face value, but then you think it about it, and you right. go, okay, like that dots in someone. Right, you ponder me. it for a second, like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I kind of like, get okay. why that is what it is. Like, it falls in with other ones, because at the same time, everybody's realizing that they're so far removed from the... Uh, the other ones, and then the thing is, is like if you, a lot of people like get those early dots, dots and roadsters, yeah, they get them because they can't get a five ten, right. But at the same time, you can also get seventies dots in where you have like power steering There's and always, like modern stuff. So. Like you don't have a dream car. You've got like a list of like progressively optimistic goals. I've yeah. got my list of cars <laughs> I will never say no to. That's what I call it. All right. The Mazda 5 is on that list. Yeah. That's the manual Mazda 5 yes. is on that manual. list. Not an automatic. That's a I very important a specified distinction. manual yes. in mine. Yes. And, uh, but it's, anyway, it's worth clarifying. Let's talk about your boring vehicle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so talking about boring boomer era vehicles, I want to talk about a boring, uh, soon to be probably turning into a reality vehicle, Nissan, who is already one foot Those in the grave. Those wheels are too big. One on a banana peel has told us they're going to make another crossover, which is going to be electric, which I guess is kind of cool. It's supposed to have a 300-mile range, which is cool. It's going to have DCQC, which is cool. However, it looks like a Lamborghini Anus mixed with a long-range Leaf. Hey, uh, actually, there is one really cool throwback thing. The four-spoke wheels? Can you bring up the 280ZX swastika wheel? Oh, jeez. Should I actually Google that? Yes, that's what it's called. In images that is oh. totally a modern 280ZX swastika. It really is. Wow, uh, th- those wheels are actually called swastikas. Sw- Dude, that is really that's the aftermarket name for them. That is inc- well, look at it. That's a retro name. Yeah, that's its retro name. Um, I mean, you're right, I guess, but wow, yeah, you're right. That is a, that looks just like the swastika. It's a modern a, swastika, it's just a 20 inch swastika. It even has the little hook. Well, yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so, there's an anti-Semitic car from a company that makes nothing good. But, you know, I, I guess in, in a sense I'm looking forward to it because it means that they're going to be making more vehicles with giant battery packs, which I can harvest in the future to make yeah. performance EV swaps. Uh, another thing, they got rid of that stupid flying roof thing. Yeah, I mean, this looks, don't get me wrong, it looks way better than most of Why their is that CUVs one part right now. Um, the wheel? Because they have to make it edgy. Oh, okay. you need to, to appeal to, to yeah. Gen Zs and all that kind of stuff. No, they're millennials. 
Millennials, fine, whatever. So, yeah, 5 seconds there to 6,300 mile range. Impressive specs. It's kind of fast CCS, DCQC, but, like, just give us more cars. Like, I don't want your CUV. It the CUV kind like of sucks. Like, this is the most piece of, like, news. I just I couldn't find anything good this week, so. Really? There's nothing this. else? I mean, I look in my usual places. During the week, like the first episode, 127, I That's found a lot of good stuff and just put it in there throughout the week or whatever, but this is just like, eh. You don't have anything else to talk about. No, this is just like sweeping up the crap how, on the floor. How, how, how do you feel about it? in the trash. How, I, I just got to find something else to talk about That's other than this, because this is just so boring. Um, got, how do you, how do you feel about Underglow making a comeback? I don't no. like it. You don't like it? You I don't like, don't like Underglow. It? I didn't like it back in the day. I don't like it now. Jana, why don't you like Underglow? Uh, because they always make it flash. That's true. I think if it's a static color. Well, we were looking at that. That's the, the black Mark IV Supra. Those two Supras that yeah. did Underglow. The white one with all the colors. That was strobing that was, like crazy. That was stupid. Also, that car like clapped. It was a terrible, terrible. That was the worst manual Mark IV Supra Turbo I've ever seen in my life. And then if you if you look next to it, uh, Adam. Chaz, oh, let's talk about cars and craft. Yeah, if you if you look next next at Adam Cha's Supra, yeah, this is much cleaner. And that used underglow correctly because you didn't see it hanging down, taped up. I mean, it's parked in a car show parking lot, turned on, not moving. So yes, in that sense, you're using underglow correctly. That's mm-hmm. all it's supposed to be used for. I still don't like it. I just why? Well, what? Well, there's a lot of things I can ask why about. Well, yeah, but. Like what, Why what do you it, what have Imtechnic door handles? Uh, or your, uh, because it's it looks like a Sport Evolution on the outside, so you just get all that stuff. Like, there's no factory Mark IV Supra with underglow. That's true. I don't know. Like, what, what's what's the point? I, Why not I, just park your car and just go with beer? I think I think it's a nostalgic thing. Just well, nostalgic back to 2001. That's 20 years, dude. That's nostalgic. I, I mean, I still remember Checker Auto Parts. They had the big fluorescent underglow yeah. kits sitting on the shelf, I, and they I, sold, like, hotcakes. So, I mean, clearly they're popular. Yeah. I, I, but just, I just noticed you're standing rather than sitting. These chairs suck. I sat for the first episode, and uh, I'm not doing that for the second one. Um, but, yeah, I think that the um, that, that under, underglow I'm not as sure about as I am with body kits. Body kits I know will. Underglows, I think, one of those things where... For, maybe for, for a car show that has like a a light theme like light up the night i get it yeah mm. sure throw it on there but like <sighs> yeah i know what you mean mm. my thing is so i was taking photos because like with the underglow and all that stuff a lot of the times when people do it they don't do it well enough yeah, it's one of those things. It's kind of like... Yeah, the insulation quality matters a lot, too. And I do like that the LED stuff is so cheap and good now. Because it used to be really expensive. It used yeah. to be huge, so it was hard to hide. Yeah. Really fragile. So, I mean, it's improved dramatically. I, we should also note that body kits making comeback are because it's only the expensive ones coming back. Right. Yeah. So, it's yeah. kind of distilling and improving. Yes. But there's also people that are doing it the wrong way. Like the white yeah. Supra. Was just like let me just crank this on maximum yeah. strobe so, and then zip tie it to so my rocker. Let panel. me describe this white Supra. Ooh. It had rainbow underglow that was static, and, and you could see every zip tie. And then its mm-hmm. headlights were halos in red, white, and blue that Patriotism. were flashing. It was incredibly so bright, bad, and also that car just was. So clapped, super sunk, just terrible yeah. wheels. That like some nasty vinyl cut Supra lettering on the front bumper. Yeah, just and, it and was. We walked up to it, and you're like, "I hope it's not a manual turbo." Like, I, that better be an automatic NA car. And, no. and, and then I Jana up... looks in; it's a manual. And then I look at the front; yeah. there's an intercooler. I'm like, "Yeah, I had to, I had to look into the windshield because everything else was too tinted. Pretty tinted. Yeah, yeah I um, I it, what I will say it, that that was the only. One. Well, it's like that, and there's that 350Z, but there's only two cars I was like kind of eh, about. Everything yeah. else is really solid. There's yeah. that that uh, um, uh, Midori Green EK hatch was really nice. There was a black EG Civic DX. Oh, yeah. Uh, it had, uh, what wheels were they? Oh, Rega Masters on them, and a spoon exhaust, which is a very expensive exhaust. It's like Deenan price, but not a Honda. Dynan. 
Yeah, it's a Dynan exhaust price, new, but on a Honda. Hmm. Like, it's just unbelievably expensive. And it was on a base model. So I at first I was, like, sitting there, I'm like, okay, that's... People spend money wisely. Like, weird. And then I realized that that was a fuel economy. Or, no, it wasn't DX. It was a VX, I think. I know this was a fuel economy one. And the fuel economy one was a super cheap one because that one was actually wired to have VTEC on it. But it used EVTEC, which kept the valve or one of the intake valves almost completely closed okay. at idle hmm. and then went to normal cam lobe. Anything over that. That's how they use VTEC for sure. the fuel efficient ones. That makes sense. And that's how you got 50 miles per gallon. But, um, but what you can do with that is you can easily rewire it to, or put in a different head and ECU. Right. And then you suddenly have a sleeper and noticing that spoon exhaust. I'm like, that's actually really cool. And the actual probably been worked over a little bit. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's like it's like seeing that something that's just branded as like a three twenty five, right. like just base model, and, and then you look at it, it's got like all the performance parts on it. <laughs> I also want to mention but, Spoon yeah. went out of business. Cool. No, they didn't. Oh, no, they didn't. The Spoon's still around. Never mind. No, what were you, what were you saying this. though? Well, I remember like. A while ago, like, a warehouse shut down or whatever, and so it's really hard to get parts. So, Spoon, they very quickly discontinue their parts. Okay, Spoon so and that's Mugen, what's going on. Spoon and Mugen discontinue their parts as soon as the car is discontinued, almost. Hmm. Okay. Unless the part sells massive quantities constantly, like, which doesn't really happen. If they have basically one month of down sales, they axe the part. Okay. Yeah, because they're, they're right. where, their warehouse space is... Very minimal. minimal. Yeah, very minimal. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Well, Spo- Spoon's entire building is like the size of this garage. And that includes warehouse space. So they have no extra so space. So they're smaller than yeah, so that's a very performance. Way smaller. Okay. Way, 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 way smaller. Um, MA Performance, mm-hmm. like to get a shot that big in Japan, HKS is as big as MA Performance physically. Okay. That's how small Japanese tuning shops are. Sure. Okay. So... Um, but yeah, so that, that was there. I thought that one was really cool. Uh, there's that gray spoon Integra that I really liked. Yep. With the JDM front. The right hand drive one. Yep. And yep. then the, um, the fifth gen, uh, there's a black one too, with the keys steering wheel and the, uh, mag blue T37s. Yep. Would you say that you like spoons? Um, I got a thing for spoons. <laughs> I like to, sp- I like to spoon. Okay. Spoons are good. <laughs> Big spoon or little spoon? Both uh, are good. I, I, be, be, being the little spoon's cozy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture the logistics <laughs> of this going on, but no, never mind. It, it doesn't work very well. Okay, I was gonna say like there'd be a lot of like cold air flowing around. Like, what, was there anything that like really drew your eye at that show? He that... likes. I, I'm not the big spoon in that situation. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I found particularly interesting at the show this time was that twin turbo manual SRT10. Did you see the uh, Z32? Yeah. That white one? Yeah. That one was very clean. Super I clean. Just... I like that a lot. The fact Most that... of the surviving cars are really clean these days. Yeah, that, that one just had a lot of really good error correct mods. Yeah, and a lot of JDM stuff too. Yeah. It was yeah. A, that was a really, really good Z32. That was like full Fair Lady spec and I all think that kind of stuff. If I ever see a Z32, that's an even reasonable like modded condition i am a lot happier yeah. to see that because most aren't these days they I mean, are so difficult to maintain it's like e36s and e30s like all the bad ones are in scrapyards yeah, they're now, all done so. <laughs> all the bad ones are gone aaron now. has parted out all of the garbage <laughs> ones <laughs> exactly yeah um but yeah no that, that was a pretty cool car uh, i'm trying to think of anything that wasn't a honda that i really like there i mean the, the high caliber car i just yeah. i don't really care about regular stuff that much like, there was a super clean second-gen TSX with some JDM stuff mm-hmm. on it. That was kind of cool, but... That one didn't do it for me. Jana expressed that correctly. There's an E86 in the parking lot that was really rad. Cool. There was also a manual FJ Cruiser in the parking lot. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yes. I like that. That's pretty nice. I saw an FJ Cruiser driving there, and he was driving an absolute dick. I'm like, that looks like... I wonder if that's her. And nope. then he got out of the car. Nope. <laughs> no, I was driving it very sedately. So, speaking of Toyota, mm-hmm. um, A86s. Okay. Those have some really ridiculous pricing, don't they? Yeah, yes. they do. Remember that one That would time not be on that Haggerty list. You found one that was listed not as, as a Camry? An, yeah, It was as a listed Cam- as a... It was an 86 A86. Yeah. Very, very rusty. Listed as a 96 Camry. And I called him up, and the lady's like, I'm sorry, I already sold it. She, The person... I heard it driving away. She was outside. <laughs> and I say to her, I go... 
I'm, I was so mad. I go, I just want you to know that that was not a Camry at all. I was about to just take you for all your worth was. And that was an E86 uh, GTS. And even in its current condition, it was worth $3,000 and you just sold for 300 I hope you're happy with yourself. I slammed the phone down. I was so angry. Was it a cell phone or a landline? Uh, it was a cell phone. So you, did it break? No. Okay. I just, That's I went, good. I went, ah! It, it was a break. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. But anyway, uh, <laughs> A86s have nothing on starlets um this one is absolutely, i like those wheels they're yeah. they're very star shaped yeah and i like star they're wheels. called ssr star sharks oh cool uh, i like those but anyway so this is a car um this is eric from jdm legends yes oh uh, you met eric i know eric yeah so this car uh is in primer that's how it looks the way yeah it i was about to say i'm not a fan <laughs> of the color no paint on this car Whatsoever. Uh, at all. But there's but also it has no rust. stickers on it. Yeah. But there's also no, no rust either. No rust. Um, it's got a lot of really cool stuff. The mirrors are off of a uh, Hakoska. Okay. Um, let me just... Oh, Jesus. Eric. What? Uh, I need you to scroll down. Here. Here. I got it. Right. I got it. I got it. Sorry, no, sorry. Brian. I got it. it. No. Here. Let me no, do it. I got it. Because now I, now I can scroll. Okay, anyway, so um, he's got these really cool handmade um, stainless steel, steel bumperettes that cover up where the bumper holes are. Custom mirror and everything. He yelled at me There's while you were no gone. There's no a good time to leave the podcast. No, no never. Well, but anyway, so right. this primered well, out uh, gray Toyota Starlet that's in modified and is not collectible at all. Um <laughs> It does have a 4EG swap in it. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Go, just go down He's for a second. He's yelling at me, too. If you look at that, <laughs> that is $8,500 as is. Why? It's just in no paint. Yeah, that's way too much. A no, couple that's of the stickers. Thing. They don't exist. You can't find them anymore. Oh. Because by the, by the time the 90s happened, when drifting had already happened, all of the surviving starlets either rusted into the ground or been drifted into a wall. Well, this okay. is the very first car to succumb to drift hacks. Mm. And the fact you can ever find Rip. one. Because that's... That's like a stock piece. 240SX, but decades different. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's a three-door, 1,600-pound hatchback that's a rear-wheel drive. Yep. That's amazing. He needs to paint it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is he, yeah, he primer never, is kind of played he out. Never, well, no, he just never got around to it. Um, it, was a, it was Eric from JDM Legends' side project. Um, that he's had for like 10 years. I like how the engine's running in this picture. Yeah. yeah to show that Blurry it cam gears. But, um, <laughs> to show that it works. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's a big port, 4AG, uh, T50 transmission. So it's actually a really cool car. Everything that's been done to it, he's done like really high quality parts on. But to be honest, $8,500, that's, that's, that's price to sell for these. That's how the market is. Still too much. Yeah. These are... Um, like if I wanted one really badly, I'm like I'm going to spend five to six on one, and everything I could find had the seats hanging on by a thread because mm. the floorboard was so gone. Sure. Or like the like C pillar was pushed in from hitting a wall or something. <laughs> like they, they just they weren't. That clipping gone. point was a bit close, eh? Yeah. I yeah. like this comment. Geez, things like this make me realize how fast time fives flies. No. I remember. Oh, I'm blind. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was his, his typo, but um, he should have said F L I E S. But uh, yeah, no, this is a very, very cool car. Uh, a lot of small things that he did to it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just if you want to see a ridiculous market, and this will sell. Guarantee it. Oh, I'm sure. I have no doubt. Yeah. It's just one it's, of those things where I'm like, come on. Really? Yeah. It's just, it, it's so insane for what it is. And it's just like, you can't find anything else. If you're looking for this, this is your option. Yep. Yeah. If you want an 80s hatchback that's rear-wheel drive, you can get this. <laughs> or you could get an 86 Well, no, I mean, a hatchback, not like a wedge-shaped Whatever. sports car. But like, I, the only other thing I can think of is like a Talbo Horizon, which is a racing homologation two-door version of the uh, Dodge Omni. Yeah. But, like, oh. those are even more expensive. No, the Horizon is the... The Talbo Horizon. Oh. Yeah. The two-door French one. Oh. By the way, so that, that was my, my little topic there. That was just... I thought it was insane. Also, it's got, like, 
custom bumperettes on the end of it. It's a lot of cool stuff. Well, I was going to assume, since that was in the 80s, right, it probably had giant crash bumpers on it. Oh, they're, they, oh, they sure. were disgusting looking. They were just the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Well, we yeah, maybe we'll add that to the list of cars that looked really, really terrible with crash bumpers then. Yes. From two weeks ago, last week. Last week. I All right. I want to talk about something a little bit bigger and a lot newer. And Whoa. really, I only picked this because it was a story that was the most interesting on the websites I look at today, so... This is a Mercedes. The Hyman. Oh, Hymer. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's one letter away. <laughs> it is one letter. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's like, it's like I a, don't know. It's German. I thought like they were being weird. It's like a missing comma in a sentence. It could save a life. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, not so, only that. It's R and N. So the, it's the newest, so the newest vintage Sprinter, which is out now. Mm-hmm. is going into the knife with a lot of people. I mean, there's, there's like coach builders for camping stuff. Yeah. So if you want an RV and you don't want an RV, which should be everyone, yes. you get something like this, which is a converted van that's got a pop-up tent in, top. An overlander this van. Top oh, gear. yeah. I mean, I don't even know if this thing's all-wheel drive, but it is lifted, big tires. Like, it looks like it could get places without any it issue. It looks lots of fun. It reminds me of uh, Jurassic Park World. Right. Yeah, just like a little bit different scale. Were they at all Jurassic the World? Yeah, whichever one. The one with the one where they had World the, Park Jurassic. Yeah. The one where they had the Mercedes that MLs. Ah, uh, that was number two. Yeah. Ju- so that was two. Jurassic Park. That was Jurassic Park something. I don't actually remember. It reminds me of that. Anyway, carry on. Nineties. But yeah, anything that's got a pop-up tent top, especially one that's hinged on the front like that, that's pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, it's in the way the sun and light shine through it is really pretty yeah I should, I should go to the interior pictures too because this thing's actually like pretty dang solid i don't know what i just did there windows and i just don't get along no. um so i don't know where they just drove this thing randomly out to to shoot photos of it but it's parked next to some aquifer the interior looks Aquifers amazing are underground. Right? It's Fine. A lake. like body of body water. of water there's that stick axle oh and you can open the top that's cool it's got bed liner, fender liner, so you know it's yeah. good. This is great. It's very high quality, and of course, German, like you said, yes. so BASF. Oh, yeah, check that, that out. is. This glass is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's got like curtain wall wraparound windows. got a really, wood it's paneling. like teak decking. It's like a white 80s couch. Linen couch. This, this is amazing. This is right up Ryan's alley as this far is, as styling. Oh, there. that's pretty. This is much more Jana styling, but yeah. Well, this whatever. Is, yeah, this for is the most great. Part, Look yeah. at these stairs. All right, to go up into I your sleeper tent this. top thing. It's And it's all storage. How much am I paying for this exact one? One second, I pause. Need it. The Look kitchen's at the, lovely. The, oh. the subway tile kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's so freaking cute. a rotating cap. I was going to say, and a rotating driver's chair. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> But goodness. it's like, look how practical this is, and it's a this van. Great. Mercedes just this. gets me. Well, I mean, yeah, this is Heimer. Heimer took yeah. a Mercedes. Yeah, we can't, we can't buy it until 2025, and they Aww. haven't announced pricing, it looks Aww. like. But I, I would guess six that. Well, figures. okay, what would you imagine that six that'll figures. sticker out at? Easily six Easily figures. into the six figures. Yeah, but like, what do you think? Like 110, 160? I bet I it'll be like 110. I one, will, one, 130. Okay. 130. I will buy it. Cause that, that how, one, no, Jana? How? Actually, no, it's going to be more than 130. I will. I don't think it'll be more than 130, away. but... I'm going to say 145, because... Well, the base vehicle is pretty expensive. Like, yeah, a brand-new long-wheel-base Sprinter, especially with, like, the lift on it and things like that, base, you're looking at they, 70 grand well, when they, when they When you price it out, you price out the MSRP plus the conversion kit. Right. But, and like, that conversion a really amazing. good conversion is probably, like, 60 grand, so 110. Because you're paying 50 for the vehicle and the lift. I'm just saying about the curved windows. Stuff the like curved that. windows yeah. are But it's still gorgeous. the size of a van, so and I agree, it's extremely high finish quality. But you know, think I, think, I think I think the one th- one thirty. Okay, All right. one thirty. Well, is. we'll see. If I if I find the pricing later on in a couple of years from Heimer, I will drop it in the podcast. Hopefully, yeah. they'll be able to do it based off of the American homologated body. And hopefully, by then I will be able to afford <laughs> something like that. Because I just want to let you know that Ford makes. The big nugget. The big nugget. The big nugget is Ford's camper. But it's actually called the big nugget. Yeah, by Ford. The big nugget. (laughs) It's not a nickname we've created. No. It should be. They actually have two of them. They have the Ford Nugget and the Ford Big Nugget. Now if you can just So we're gonna call it the Chimkin Nugger. Oh yes, please. 
This is Jim Ken Nugger. The inside hey, is the big nugget. Very similar. Yeah. And if we scroll down, a little we'll get more the utilitarian, but yeah. Yeah, Autoblog's all on the van stuff today. It, yeah, just cl- click on the, right, no, you no, want the outside one. Outside, so people can oh, see what the big cooker. nugget looks like. Yeah. I like it. That's, oh man, that's, really that's a big transit. I told you it's a big nugget. It's a high version. Why do they call it a nugget? Because it's Europe. But Europe, Europe started the transit name. I know, and here we go. It's called the Nugget. Okay, they, I, mean, I like the name. They're trying to market towards us millennials. And call things nuggets. Because we love chicken. Chim- oh, Chimkin Nuggers. They should have yeah. called it the Nugger. Yeah. Although, that would be really that would be... bad. That's You're one letter away from a terrible word. Oops. Yeah, but it is. Oh, yeah, you are one letter away from a correct spelling of, <laughs> of Heimer. Hymen. Yeah, Hymen. <laughs> Heimer. That'd be terrible. I mean, it'd be really Because you can say Hymen. You can't say that. I drive a word. Ford Nugger. No. Don't even go that far. A anyway. Ch- a Chimkin. So the, uh, the, the Ford Big Nugget, um, it's basically the perfect Ford camper van. It's, this van makes enough power to get in trouble doing just about anything. Is this available with the EcoBoost? Yes. Then yes, it does. But yeah. It's, EcoBoost, it's fast enough to get into trouble. And then on top of that, you have all the stuff that you'd ever want to go camping in with it. Uh, it's amazing. This is the successor to the Eurovan. This is what the Eurovan should be. Yeah, because um, this is rear-wheel drive. Yes, and since this is made by Ford, they don't give it to us because Ford hates America. Yep, they took all the good stuff and just poof. Yeah, Ford, uh, they, they didn't help in World War II. They didn't help with anything else. <laughs> they don't like Jewish people. They, oh, Ford, yeah, they're very anti-Semitic. Yeah, Ford sucks. you got to give them some Nazi wheels. This is not nearly as good as the uh, the Hyman. Um, it, it, it's likely the same price. The Chimkin Nugger is not as good as the It's Heimann? got a great name. Ch- yeah, but yeah, the Chimkin Nugger is a pretty good band, the, the but name, this is not nearly as good as yeah, the Hyman. No. Uh, but they they already have the Custom Nugget and the Nugget Plus, and this is the Big Nugget. <sighs> That's so cool. So if, you, if you click on Custom Nugget... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nugget Plus. I love this. Yeah, these are great names. They do kind of look black like one, Nuggets. The black one is the, the Nugget. Yeah, okay. then the blue one is the Nugget Plus. Okay, the Nugget Plus is like, it's got like a, a Star Trek shuttle like a on whale. the top of yeah, it. It's a high roof. Hey, look at that Westy top, though. Yeah, this one is actually helped design. By oh my goodness, fire. it says Nugget on the outside. It's called it. a Nugget. I'm not lying. It's called a Nugget. Yeah, it's great. I would rather go camping in the Heimer than the Nugget. Yeah, but yeah. I think this the Nuggets can be a lot cheaper. Than yeah, the this looks like it would cost you like fifty five grand or something, just ridiculously I'd cheap. I'd probably say seventy five because the the yeah. Eurovan campers were fifty five back in the nineties. Oh jeez. Um, but I mean, this is a thing. This would be perfect. America needs something. I can't like help this. but notice that this is an automatic. Yeah, I know, but this is this is something America needs, and of course, Ford's not going to give it to us. They're not going to let Winnebago make a version of it, like of Volkswagen. That would be did. ridiculous. Because Volkswagen, they made the Westie, but if you wanted one with a kitchen, you had to get the Winnebago. And the Winnebago one in America had a kitchen, had all stuff because it was already sold in America. Yeah, is a panel van, and then they would just modify it from there. So it already passed its crash test by the time you added all that stuff. Sure. So, the Ford Nugget. They just need to let Winnebago make this exact thing. The Ford Nugget turns you into an active hipster couple. Yeah. Just well, so you know from this uh, so advertising. Look how, much, look how much more not single this guy is over Corey. Yeah. Yeah. I think he just needs uh, whatever brand boots those are. She's in Timberlands, but you need to roll up the Probably cuff of your Doc jean. Doc Martens or something. No, those aren't Docs. That's a TV show. My Nana watches that. Anyway. Anyway. The Nugget is a great name. Yes. And it's probably a better bargain. Better value for and money. And you could buy it now. Yes. Well, actually, we can't buy it because we don't get anything good. But you could buy this people in Europe. in Europe could buy this now. And, and you're going to have to wait four ha- years for the Heimer. you shouldn't buy it. You should buy the Heimer because Ford hates America. Yep. And the Heimer's based on German stuff, which means it's good. Actually, this one kind of looks like a gigantic Ford Fiesta. I like it. It looks like really a Buffalo cute. Chimkin Nugget. Yeah. It does. I was about to say I wonder that. If, they, if they call the orange one the Buffalo Chicken. 
Buffalo I bet there's like Chimkin a buffalo edition. Nugging. Or like buffalo orange. It's probably the paint code. Oh my god, and you get with white and the 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 white and blue interior is called People, blue cheese. Please market uh, to millennials more blah, 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 blah. with nuggets. They have, we they have we a brown make one really jerk. big financial decisions based on completely horseshit stuff like this. Exactly. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. No. If somebody, if if I could get a van called a Nugget and all the mm-hmm. all the colors were like buffalo, honey barbecue, jerk, and honey, got, like, and honey barbecue brown. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, with a ranch cream interior. Yes. <laughs> like desert dry rub. You just name off of Buffalo Wild Wings, it's like, like a sauce really line. Crazy mica fleck paint job that yes. looks like a dry rub. Yeah, oh I would God. buy that totally. Yeah. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Give out free vapes. I would ruin my oh. life over that. Yeah. God. So Ford of Europe has it figured out. Ford of America sucks. Mary Barra sucks. She should go die in a fire. And uh, the only thing I support Donald Trump on is just being a jerk to Ford for no reason because they deserve it. Fair enough. So I think that's going to be my bombshell at least. Now on to uh, what we learned. learned. Yes. Jenna, what'd you learn? Well, I've known this for a while, but I recently learned this to somebody. You learned? You learned learned, it at them? Yeah, I learned it at them. Uh, South America didn't develop the wheel until much later than the rest of the world because they were heavily reliant on llamas. And llamas did a good job, so they didn't need the wheel. I mean, like, horses and pack animals did a good job, but they still, the wheel made it better, right? Uh, Llamas are easier to go through the terrain. Yeah, you can't really, if you use a, a wheel will roll down a hill, not a llama unless you tip it over. And they also ate it. it slips. Oh, okay. They They ate the wheel. They They ate the wheels? The llamas ate the wheels? Well, I can go into more detail next week. All right. Yeah. Tell us us about more. Yeah. I'll tell you all about llamas and South American civilization. And Jan's going to give a one paragraph dissertation on South, on Indian culture. Can we demo how much better a llama works on a step pyramid than it does a wheel? Yes. I'll try to get llamas. We can demo that. I'll I'll contact the Minnesota Zoo. We will grab a llama, we will grab a wheel, and we will demo them. Fabricate a step pyramid. We, uh, yeah. we will be gone all day, or all week, because we are walking to Chichen Itza in Mexico, <laughs> in which we will then put a llama on Chichen Itza, we will put a wheel on Chichen Itza, and show you they w- why. That's, Multiple that's demonstrations. North America? It's in Mexico. That's still in North America. Did I say South America? Uh, it, I said Mexico. Yeah, which is in I North America. I said Mexico. America. Yeah. It's in North America. I never said South I America. I don't know if he said South America. I said, I said llamas are in South America. They do not have I, I know, llamas but natively this in is Mexico. The, this is the thing. It's a lot easier to get to Chichen Itza than it is to get to Machu Picchu. And we have llamas here, so and it's it, it, in Mexico. It serves the same, the same thing where you have a s- bunch of steps, and you're basically going up you a mountain. You can't climb Chichen Itza. Says who? Not with that Says attitude. Yeah, with that government. attitude, you can't. You could you could do it once. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, um, you can do it once. We just all do it all at once. Somebody carries the llama. I'm somebody carries the wheel. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Tap out chitney touch. <laughs> <laughs> Burger, what did, what did you learn? Oh, I already did it. It was the all high strength steel in cars is actually colored blue. Ah, mm. okay, cool. It is now on to me. Yep. <laughs> was mine too quick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, actually. Um, I learned in Counter-Strike and anything that uses that engine, Source movement engine. is based off of inertia okay. in that game. Not hmm. like a command for the character to move forward. It, it actually, in the game engine, adds inertia to you. You are an object in that. So when you're playing something like Counter-Strike Go, how your movement works and how your aim works, by stepping left or right, you're actually canceling out the inertia of moving. And so when you're moving forward, if you're serpentining, you're actually more accurate than if you just walk forward in a straight line. Because you're canceling out all the inertia, and it's basically the same as just standing still. Okay. Oh. I'm actually surprised that the Source engine has anything that uh, in-depth in it. But that, that's, that's, how this, that, that's why I thought it was like so <laughs> weird. I'm like, wow, really? Because that's been around for 15 years. Yeah, well, this, I should say CSGO. Right, but Source Engine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's the way that's the way it works. And I think that it's, it was a really interesting way because that's when they were first doing a lot of physics based stuff. Sure. And so I think that's why it's like that is they were making people move hmm. physically, hmm. so with physics by adding inertia to the object. Well, definitely so. better than the engine that Fallout's based on. Oh yeah. 
Fallout. Uh, we, we can't actually put NPCs in here. Fallout 76? <laughs> or, uh, no, train. No, vehicles. That's what it was. Vehicles. In Corey Fallout said, 76? Yeah, in order to have a moving vehicle. What was it, Corey? Like a hat? Uh, he's not around, but yeah, I think they... Had... Fallout stuff! Come up here! I don't remember how they've got vehicles into Fallout now. Oh, Fallout 3? Oh, yeah, Fallout, whatever, yeah. They had an NPC wearing a train for a hat. Okay, oh, yeah. So in, in order to get the vehicle, oh. there's a person wearing a hat, which is a locomotive. <laughs> Ooh. really fast. Yeah, really. Oh. So, yeah, oh. there, there you go. What was That's... the name of the NPC, Locomotive Joe? <laughs> <laughs> he likes to run trains on people. Oh, my oh. goodness. Oh. Go, go away, Corey. Run trains on well, take your 24-hour clock back downstairs. Why didn't they just yeah, use it? Why take your sex tourism out of here. Why didn't they just um, we force use him it? up here, then we force him downstairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Why <laughs> didn't they just use it like horses are used? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a game developer, Ryan. But, like, it's the same we engine as Skyrim, developer. and there are horses in Skyrim and It's probably wagons. an NPC with a hat. That's a really trash engine. Yep, really garbage. Todd Howard, come on! It's just, it's been modded into Oblivion, not the game Oblivion. But well, actually, no, literally, Don't Skyrim has been modded into Oblivion. Since what? They've been using the same game engine since Morrowind that, in 2003. That, that makes well, sense. Morrowind, yeah. That, so fine. we should also note that Skyrim has actually been modded literally into Oblivion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's a mod that is the entire game of Oblivion in Skyrim. Great. Fun. There you go. There's something you really want. We learned a lot of things this week. I'm really glad that the uh, audio recorder held out. i got to figure out what's going on, though. Yep. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.